Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only navigating, but thriving with the cosmic tides. My name is Amanda Poole Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. I am so, so thrilled to be here with all of you. It just feels good to be with you. So thank you for joining. We are all here with our favorite weekly astrological weather woman, predictive astrologer, Anne Ortling. And Anne, I can feel it. I don't need to ask you about the intensity, but I will anyways. Yeah, yeah um, maybe it's a little high, Amanda. <laughs> maybe, just like like a little creeping up there, a little, yeah. One of those times where you go, I'm not going to give it a number. It's just really high. <laughs> and in your own life, where is it really high? So that's, the, that's I think, the energy. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know... It, you know, we, one of the beauties of being an astrologer, you know, the whole idea is you look at the heavens, they describe stuff. And of course you notice it and you go, wow, what's that? How's that going to show up? What's that going to be? You know, so last week we had a really rocking and rolling week. We had, we had the hammer of Thor, which I talked about, right? The sun forming the aspects to Eris and Pluto, the goddess of discord and power, right? And we, we saw that energy and we'd seen you know, Mer Venus go through, Mercury go through, Mars go through, Afghanistan collapse. And we were kind of like, all right, what's the sun going to bring? And I just want to do a shout out. Somebody in our listening audience wrote and said, Ian, you didn't mention the other two hammers of Thor that day. <laughs> and I went, hey, you know, like I'm, only, <laughs> I'm like, right, you're right. I didn't. I'm sorry. Eh, whatever. But they were there, too. And they were tied to Juno partners and they were tied to series children. Right. As well as the other one. So in New York, we had a storm. We had people drowning in their basements. I mean, I'm like, how can you drown in your basement? We had 50, 54 people, I think, that I heard in the radio this morning. We had more people die in the tri-state area than died in Louisiana. Not that we're counting, you know, we're trying to beat Louisiana. But hurricane came, wiped out Louisiana. But it came here and it drowned people because of the flash flooding. Of course, there was the Mars-Neptune aspect and there was Mars and Neptune on the declination. We talked about emotions and people being very passionate and finding out things. And so we had drownings and it was children's series drowning in the basement. And Juno partner, you know, people calling, I'm drowning in my basement and the police couldn't get in, firemen couldn't get in, they had to pump the basement to get them. Wow. So, so that's... You know, that's part of the energy. We had the abortion ruling, which was not at all on my radar, but of course does do Juno and series partnerships and children. The Supreme Court not stepping in to stop the Texas law got people very excited and everybody went, oh my God, what? A and, and again, sun squaring Eris Pluto, right? So heightening the discord. So if you felt discord last week and you went, oh my God, look at that. I mean, I didn't realize there's like 10,000, 100,000 people in New York living in basements, mm. right? <laughs> I live on the fifth floor. But I remember when I first moved to New York, I went and looked at apartments and one of them was in the basement. And my mother was like, I don't think you really should live in the basement. And they're not all legal because they don't have up multiple ways of getting out, obviously, because you're underground. So, so I think the energy of seeing things we never saw before comes this week to this really, really fabulous new moon that is in Virgo at 14. And it is separated by one minute of arc from the trine to Uranus, which says, 
this is changing. This is going to change. So in New York, the governor was hugging an 89-year-old woman who lived in a basement on Staten Island who was crying and saying, I have nothing left. And she's like, we will take care of you. Let me hug you. Right? We watched Louisiana power for no power for four months, four weeks. I mean, I'm like, we really realize how much we're dependent on it. Oh, yeah. No gas, no food, no water. Like, yep. but again, we will take care of you. So the Mars, the new moon in Virgo is what can we do to step forward and take care of people, trine Uranus and change things? The other thing we're having is Mars trying Pluto, which happened this morning. Now, Mars last week was really loaded up with a lot of emotion because he was opposite Neptune, Mars and Virgo. You can't tell me what to do or I can't rescue you from your being drowned in the basement or the hurricane's coming. You know, we're going to build back better. We're going to build the bury the bury bury the power lines, you know, so they don't get taken out. And you know, it's like, what are we doing? So that energy of taking action, Mars got all fired up last week with his opposition to Neptune. And then this week he's coming in and he trying Pluto this morning. So Mars is active and he's like, I'm taking action, right? Wednesday, or not Wednesday, the 7th, Venus, I'm sorry, Mercury enters his shadow. Remember we talked last week, Mercury going into Libra, he was going to go retrograde, going to be in Libra through November. Mercury enters his shadow on November 7th. So we're going to find out what Mercury retrograde is going to be about. Mercury is rules, regulations, laws, communication, how we communicate. So a lot of opportunity for new opportunities with communication. We also have Venus in a lovely trine to Jupiter saying, what is, what is our role as a human? What, you know, what do we love, Venus and Libra? Trining Jupiter, what's our role with the Jupiter and Aquarius? What's the collective asking us to do? So those two guys are talking and they're in a closing trine. So they're going to ask us, well, what do you want to Venus and Libra partner with closing trine Jupiter and Aquarius to make your community better, right? So the aspects are really interesting for this new moon. It also has, shout out to your listener, whose name I'm blanking on and I apologize, who pointed out the hammer of Thor last week with Juno in Ceres. Juno and Ceres are in what we call a hard rectangle, fire and air, visionary hard rectangle. And that hard rectangle goes into a mystic rectangle, which is solving the problem. The hard rectangle connects to the mystic rectangle on the Juno and Aries point. Now, a hard rectangle is two squares and two semi-squares. So it is stressful. It's Muhammad Ali looking at the slums in Louisville and saying, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to fight my way out of here. And he did. It's him getting drafted and saying, I'm not going to Vietnam and killing people can't make me, can't call me a coward. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Go away. Him later getting Parkinson's and inspiring us with keeping on his work in the civil rights movement, Mercury, hard rectangle, mystic rectangle. So the work of last week is to take whatever came up, could have been big, small, medium, figure out what you got fired up about with the sun going through Eris. I mean, you already had the other planets all going through getting you ready, but then you went, I didn't know about that. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And that's what the new moon asks. And it is a great new moon. And Mercury and Libra says, hey, you know, now that we know about it, we need to rec we need to revise this, revisit it, work on it, do something else to make it better. Hmm. 
And we were talking at the beginning, you know, before we grounded, we, Amanda and I ground with with Jamie before we start the show that we, you know, give deliver wisdom and we say, you know, you, you, you had a really good quote. I'm going to ask you to repeat it about why do we incarnate now? <laughs> <laughs> I think I said something like uh, we may be wondering right now why we incarnated. We may, may be question, questioning whether or not we actually chose it, but we did. We yeah. gave a sacred yes at some point to be here at this time. And we have the gifts, we have the resources, we have the, we have it. We just have to find it. It's like we have to keep uncovering it within ourselves. Right, right. Yeah. And so that's the energy of this new moon tonight. It happens at 852. Very loaded up new moon. Juicy, 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 full of action. And it's in the sixth house in cast for the East Coast chart, 851 East Coast time. It's almost 852. It's in the um it's in the it's in the sixth house. Now, the sixth house is the house of the public. It's the people in general. It's the general working people. It's also the military. Um, so we, you know, we're going to have a continuing story with Afghanistan with the military component. But it's also the work of the chart. It's the work of the life. And whatever house you have Virgo in, that is the work of your life. The sun is where you shine, but the Virgo is where you deliver. So everybody needs to look at where 14 Virgo is in their chart and watch how it's being activated now with a forward motion. Now, we also know that we have the Uranus on the world point. So it's very public. It's seeing things. Uranus and Taurus underground. Taurus is the ground. Who knew people lived in their basements? Illegal. Not always legal. But they're there. There are 100,000 people living in basements that can drown when there's a flash flood. Watch the energy. Watch where you're seeing Oh, wow. Now, what's going to happen also at the end of the week, Venus, who's been in Libra, where she's very nicey-nicey, she's going into Scorpio. And when she goes into Scorpio, I I have Venus in Scorpio, so I can talk trash about Venus in Scorpio. That's Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Hot sex in the elevator, but she can boil your bunny, too. So Venus, the feminine energies are up and riled right now the nurturing energies, the caretaking energies. Our new female governor, I gave this 89-year-old woman a hug who said, I've lost everything, I, and I told her I'll take care of her. Where are you being asked to take care of something or someone? Where is your passion being ignited? And that's the energy of this new moon. What is your purpose? Why are you here? What is all this stuff for? What are you being asked to do? And that's that's the energy. So it's a really juicy new moon, but it also is a really intense moon. And also with Mercury in Libra, it's like, okay, so I have some ideas about how we're going to do this. Mercury's coming in, you know, he's he's talking, he's he's having a conversation with Jupiter and Saturn, and he's like, Okay, so what are we gonna do, guys? And they're kind of weighing in. And also he's gonna square Pluto right before he leaves, but right now he's in the early stages. So Mercury is trining Saturn and he's saying to him, so what are we doing? And Saturn, of course, goes retrograde in the end of the end, beginning of October. But he and Saturn are coming up with plans. What are the regulations? What are the rules? How are we going to structure this? And then the rest of the planets are all going. So what's the plan? What are we waiting for? How are we going to do it forward? It's a really, really. So definitely do a new moon ritual on this. Look at where 14 Virgo is in your chart. Look at where you were illuminated last week. Whatever woke your little sparks up, good, bad, indifferent, not judging it. We're just waking it up. 
figure out what that means you're supposed to be working on for the greater good of the community. Okay, very clear. Yeah. Now, all week long, the moons have good closing aspects. So the the um, the the uh, moon today in Virgo is got a nice aspect, nice closing aspect. The Libra moon has a nice closing aspect. The Scorpio moon. So you you can do your ritual anytime between now and Saturday. Virgo moon is your work in the world. Libra moon is your relationships in the world. Scorpio moon is your passions in the world. And of course, Venus is going to go into Scorpio on Friday. And there's passion. And if you go, Ann, I got all three. I'm going to do three rituals. You know, Virgos are systematic. Well, you can chop the onion and you can whip the eggs and then you got to cut the cheese and then you put it together and you have an omelet, you know, so you can do all three. You can do ritual on every day if you want. And I do encourage that with with this kind of energy because you need a fresh to-do list every morning, but also watch what you're going to be working on because the seventh is going to give you a lot of information because that's the Venus retrograde station degree. Remember when planets enter the shadow because Venus hits seven and she goes forward and stops at 24 and then she goes mercury it's mercury sorry yeah i was like whoa venus, venus is going retrograde too wow venus goes retrograde and venus goes retrograde in capricorn december and january okay I so little, we're I, mercury right i have a brain fart right there we're mercury <laughs> mercury mercury in his shadow so mercury comes in he gets to he gets to seven or yeah it gets to 10 on the seventh he gets to 10 and then he goes up to 24 and he stops and then he comes back and stops at 10. So when he, we call that the shadow, he kind of says, I'm coming in. And then when he goes backwards, he revises it. And then he goes forward through it again and goes, is it okay? So there's a lot of revisioning energy with Mercury, especially because he's so active. He's going to be active with both Jupiter and Saturn. And he's trying to get them to work together, even though they're kind of splitting up now. Okay. He said, remember what we thought we were doing last December 20th when you guys got married and now you're you're both doing different. Let's let's have a little family conference. I want to hang out and talk to you. And remember, Jupiter and Saturn are father and son. So this is also an opportunity to reconcile with your family, to uh, look at where you agreed rather than where you're fighting. You may have had a big old fight because of the fingers of Thor and the hammers of God and all that. Or maybe you're like, no, I'm done. I am not talking to them ever again. And this is that Mercury going, sure. You know, when you're angry, you're not really finished. When you're neutral, you're finished. You know, when people say to me, when I get, when am I going to get divorced? I'm like, well, what are we talking? The papers? We're talking when you're emotionally done with them. We talking when you're free. That's what are we, what are you looking for? So Mercury's going to query you. And remember, once Venus goes into Scorpio, Mercury gets really intense because he's reporting now to Venus in an intense sign. So it's it's, okay. a, it's an interesting week, but it's very much the vision. And again, there's a two and a half year cycle and a 30 day cycle. So you're also planting things for two and a half years, which will be from now until Gemini time is the opening square next year, next spring. And then the full moon will be in Pisces time in 2023. And then the closing square will be Sagittarius 2023. So those are, that's when the moon and the sun are at the same degree. The moon's at the same degree forming an aspect with the sun from the quarter moons. So we're, we're illuminating, we're starting, we're building. And these are big, the big one. So a new two and a half year cycle within this big 20 year cycle that we're in right now. So, but today 
on this new moon, we're starting this. So tapping into the vision for your next two and a half years, mm -hmm. as well as for this lunar cycle, right? Yeah, 20, yeah, 20 is a long time, but you know, we do it in increments. Like, okay, right. but this is my thought. This is right. My thought. So you could, you could tune back into that 20 year, whatever you were catching at the beginning of the year when we were talking about the 20 year cycle beginning, you could tune back into that and then break it down a little bit more and say, okay, well, what can I do in the next two and a half years that would bring me closer to that vision, whatever that vision was. And remember, we talked about, you don't always see the details of the vision. It's not like I'm going to be in this job and living in this place, but focusing on the qualities of your life that you are seeding into the ground right now, mm -hmm. the, the, the fertile soil of your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And a couple questions. Yeah. So when you talk about the hard re rectangle, is that what you call it? Like a, is it a hard it's rectangle? It's actually called a hard rectangle. Yeah. Okay. There's a hard rectangle. Yeah, and we, I, I don't normally, I don't normally talk about, I mean, I'll talk about them sometimes, you know, but, but this one's a hard rectangle in the new moon. So there's a mystic oh, okay. rectangle in it and there's also a hard rectangle. Okay. So I'm just going with the names of these things. I mean, the hard yeah. rectangle, could that be like, is that sort of what's here on the physical plane in this like third dimensional reality and the mystic re rectangle is tuning into the higher vision of that? The, the more like, again, those, the, the qualities of that vision. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So think about when you get really mad about something and then you take action. So I have a client whose daughter was hit by um, a driver and New York State did not have a law about what the driver did. And so her daughter was very injured and she got a law passed. It's actually named after her kid. Mm. Whenever we see that mothers against drunk driving, you're not gonna kill my kid by drinking. You know, whenever we see an organization born or created out of the rage or the anger of the injustice, mm. that's the hard rectangle feeding the mystic rectangle. Okay. So it's it's these life circumstances that compel us to take on a mission or actually like it, it fuel it with the the passion and the energy that it needs to have action. Because yes. you're so irritated by it. Mm. And you're like, all right, I'm going to take action now. And then it kicks into the mystic rectangle and you take action. And so the mystic rectangle, it's kind of like you know, sometimes mystic rectangles are like, oh, you know, I want to do this. I have this great idea. But other times they're inspired. The mystic rectangle is inspired by what they see. So like Mother Teresa, you know, go to India. Got, she has a mystic rectangle. Go to India. And, you know, and she was like, and God never talked to me again. I'm like, well, look at, the, look at what you did with the hard rectangle of Calcutta and the, and the poverty and the death and the want, you know, the, all the things you did because of your your mystic rectangle led you there, but the hardness that you ran into led to the work, right? So it's an interesting link. Now, in this case, the link is through Ceres and Juno. So partnerships and children or nurturing or creating. So we're going to, that's the, those, two, and sometimes the hard rectangle is independent. Other times it's tied to the mystic rectangle. And whenever it's tied, it says, whatever you've been irritated about, you're taking action on. And mm. what does that look like? So when, and, and a hard rectangle is two squares and two semi-squares. So it's an irritating energy that you, you just are like, really? What is that about? And then when you go to a mystic rectangle, it's two trines and two sextiles. It does have oppositions in there. It's two oppositions. And, and mystic rectangles generally can either be 
hard, you know, earth or water or fire and air. So this is a fire and air mystic rectangle inspired to new ideas based on experience, but the hard rectangle set it up. And so when Joe Biden said, why don't we bury the power lines, build it back better? I'm like, yeah, like I live in New York. My power, my, all the power lines in New York city are buried. Right. And they are in Europe too, right? I I remember in Europe, they are as well. It's kind of like, what what were we thinking? Putting them above the ground. That's kind of ridiculous. Cheaper. (laughs) cheaper. Yeah, I bet. We're we're capitalists. It's cheaper. Put a pole up and string them. Mm. But when we get to Connecticut or Pennsylvania, they're all above ground. So when the hurricanes come, the trees fall and the lines go down. Right. Right. And so, yeah. So, Anne, with this, with the, with the combination of these rectangles, this, like you're saying, it could have, you, you could be seeing some injustice yes. in your world. It may have to do with children or partnerships somehow. Mm-hmm. Because yep. we have, yeah, relationships, partnerships, and or children. And you'll have the fuel and the energy that you need to actually start putting a plan in place. And so at this new moon, when we have a lot of energy supporting you planting those seeds and getting clear on those visions, this would be a great time to spend, like you said, the whole week actually like doing a little ritual each day to really solidify whatever that plan is for you. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say the theme is for this week? Well, the, the, well, the, the theme is where is my feminine pissed off? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna give you the hard rectangle. It's composed of Juno, the partnership and Juno is in Sagittarius. And then the heiress, the goddess of discord, we, we know about her. And then Ceres, that's why it's tied to the hammer of Thor from last week. Ceres is the mothering, the nurturing energy. And that's in Gemini. And then uh, Venus. And of course, Venus is in Libra. And so the mystic rectangle hooks into the hard rectangle with Juno and with Ceres. But the mystic rectangle also can, to- can includes the Juno, the south node of fate, Chiron in Aries, like where we're feeling wounded, Ceres and Mercury in Libra, right? So Mercury in Libra says, I have a plan. I have a plan. I got a plan. And Mercury's in a grand trine with Saturn and Ceres and the nodes of the north node of fate. So Mercury's hooking into the grand trine from the mystic rectangle and the, and the hard rectangles hooking into the mystic rectangle on partnerships and creativity, children, nurturing, mothering, mothering. So that totally does the abortion law, but also, you know, you know, thinking of the governor hugging this 89 year old woman saying, they're there, I will help you. Right. So that energy is, is very strong. So, Anne, mm-hmm. how do we avoid perpetuating the very qualities that we're, that we're pissed off about? You, you, so you hear what I'm saying? So yeah. if we go at these things that we're seeing in the world with the same energy that we're witnessing. So if we come at it with you know, any sort of hatred or uh, aggression or domination or manipulation or any of these things that we don't want to perpetuate anymore. I mean, it, what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is the, the feminine being pissed off is, is showing us where we're witnessing injustice. Yeah. And then we have to be very careful about the way and the energy with which we go to solve the problem. Because if right. we if we bring the same energy that's at the level of the problem, we're going to recreate this. 
over and over and over. So I think that taking some time with the new moon when it's very internal to find that you know, each planet has a lower and a higher frequency of expression, each archetype, each zodiac sign, finding whatever the higher frequency of our mission. I think tapping into that right now would be really important so that we don't, again, keep recreating the same thing that we're seeing over and over that just isn't working. Right. Well, I, I think, I, you know, it's an interesting thing, Amanda, because as you were saying that, I was thinking about the, you know, there were protests this weekend in Afghanistan, the women were out protesting and they were mm -hmm. beaten and showing the blood and you, know, you watch like PBS and the blood and getting killed. And, you know, and back when uh, women went for the rights to vote, the suffragist movement, they were beaten and thrown in jail. And, you know, so Eris uh, and Pluto are fighting. So there's an energy there of out of out of pain, things are created. And unfortunately, you know, much as I hate that on earth, that is part of how it rolls. So I get it that there's a desire to not have the pain and to not have the struggle. But in the same way, when you're giving birth, there's pain, you're giving birth to something. The idea is when you get to the other side, you get the baby, that's the goal. But, you, but having that vision to fight for. Now, I will say Mars and Virgo is very strategic. Pallas Athena, they're very strategic. They're saying, okay, how are you going to do this fight? What, are you gonna, what is your vision of how this fight's going to work? You know, and part of the protests with the Texas abortion law was the vigilante component that you can sue an Uber driver or the husband or a friend for, you know, it can make a lot of money. You can sue 20 people on one abortion. And $10,000 a pop, that's a good living, right? And I was like, oh my God, when they said that, I'm like, totally true. That's a good lit $10,000 and you, you get it because you're enforcing the law, but it's bounty hunting, but it's vigilante, but it's, so we have to really, I think, back up into the Virgo problem solving energy of it and say, how can we solve this? You know, what can we do about it? Right. And what is our what's our approach? Now, I will say there's there's an element of levity there. Right. With the Mars trine Uranus in Taurus. So there is a an opportunity to find a, an unusual way to do it that makes the point, but doesn't doesn't actually stir the pot. So there's yeah. you know, so there are there are approaches. So. And again, you know, I always pay attention to what's going on. So there was this whole thing about somebody going in a bikini through the checkpoint lines, right? And, you know, kind of walking through because she didn't want to take off her clothes or whatever. So I'm reminded of a guy I work with named Mark Woltz. And, you know, and he told me a story a long time ago when they first did the crackdown on the screening. And he's a yoga guy, right? Very flexible, very bendable, very fast. He's an Aries. But he didn't do it when he was with his wife. He wasn't traveling with Eileen and he went through TSA going to Seattle and he took off all his clothes and he put them in the thing because you had to take your belt out. So he just took his pants off and just went through in his yoga pants, right? Those little tiny, they look like Speedo, put it on really quick and went. And they were kind of like, and he's like, I don't want to take the belt out of my pants. So I just took the pants off. 
and then when he get, when he came back from the Seattle way, you know, New York, we just kind of ignored him. But when he came in back in Seattle, he got pulled aside. Like, what are you doing? Like, he goes, well, I didn't want to take the belt out of my pants. And he didn't want to make his wife mad, but he wanted to protest, like, how ridiculous it is you have to take your belt out of your pants. So there's ways to do it. So that's the trick, I think, Amanda, is, like, sure. what is your way to do it? How do yeah. you take that? Because Neptune's involved, too. How do you take that and help people understand what needs to be done you know like why why we need to fix this why how can we help this right. what is the process rather than using the anger in a aggressive way and fighting use the use the anger in a deliberate way because it's mars trying pluto it's strategic it's the sun moon trine uranus it's creative but there is a little eris in there so she's like yeah well, yeah, yeah. Okay. She talk about strategic. Eris is strategic. She is. Yeah. She and is. and and I don't mean that it won't be painful, and I don't mean that it won't be uncomfortable, and I don't mean that it'll be pretty. But I'm just saying it's the the energy that we're infusing with the action. If it's the same exact energy as the thing that we're upset about, it will just ricochet back. It'll just continue to perpetuate. So if we want it to actually change, then it's like finding that that deeper impulse that will enable a different outcome than the one right. that we were. Right. And remember, yeah. Pluto is involved. So he's over there going, okay, let me figure out how to structure this because I'm not here to fight. Where can we find a collaboration where we can say, okay, that's how I can help. Where can I, can, where can I be a Virgo Girl Scout or Boy Scout? Virgo is the planet of Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and nannies. Where can I be Mary Poppins? Where can I say, we have to clean up the nursery Let's do it with our fingers. Let's have a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. What's the positive way to do this? Mm. Because there is a lot of work. There's a lot of work to be done. There's plenty to do. You can stand there and stomp and yell, or you can pick up some, start picking up the toys and putting them in the toy box. Mm -hmm. What is your path? What is your purpose? You know, get mad totally, get fine. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the question. What are you going to do about it? Virgo looks and goes, so what are you going to do? But first it can criticize. That's always not always helpful. But then it goes, so what are you going to do about it? Right. And you have to go, all right. Now, when yeah. I got really mad at one point a long time ago, and I was thinking about this the other day, I had a, a professor who gave me a B plus, And then he said to me, and my roommate got an A. And I was, you know, I paid attention to the grades and I had better grades than her. And he gave me four points off for sentence structure on the final. So he gave me a 96 and a B plus and I was annoyed. I went to argue with him because I argued back then. I argued a lot of me and I'm so much better now. I <laughs> argued with him and he's like, what are you going to do about academic discretion? I can give you the grade I want. And I'm hmm. like, well, I don't understand. He said, you fell asleep in my class. Ooh. I said, it's a hot room after lunch very sunny and you're a little boring and yes i fell asleep in class <laughs> but that's why you're giving me a b plus he's like yes i'm like oh. right so i said i'm gonna appeal this grade he goes go right ahead i'm the dean of arts and sciences mm. and i'm gonna deny you i'm like really you you rule on your own grade there's nobody else but you he's like yes that's just it well, I left that office, hopped up mad, and I started a university-wide course evaluation that we distributed to every student in every class, in every section in the school, and we published about the teachers saying what they were like, what their grading was like, what their 
you know, were they interesting? Were they boring? Were they dull? I mean, it was very controversial. Wow. So and that that's taking action on the injustice. <laughs> he was really mad at me. Wow. I bet. You know, and I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's what I did. And then, of course, <laughs> then it had an unhappy ending, but not really, because I went to him at one point and I said, you know, this is really going well. Everybody's very popular. Everybody really likes it. Why don't you give me some money for it? You know, because I was running it through the student government. He's like, it'll die with you. Whoa. And I said, what? And he goes, when you leave and you don't do it anymore, it will die. All student run efforts die. Whoa. I'm like, wow, nasty little thing, aren't you? Well, I did. It did run for three semesters. And then senior year, um, I wasn't the court. I wasn't in charge anymore. I had to give, you know, we, we elected, you know, in January. Second semester, senior year, the new academic affairs chairperson did not want to do it. They're going to put it on pause. I went in and pitched and peeled and begged and they all were like, nope, was a whole bunch of new government. They weren't going to do it. They didn't have the passion. Yeah. However, I did get elected. <laughs> I did get elected the woman who made the most contribution to the college. You wow. Know, the faculty voted on who was the outstanding female student in the class. And I got the vote. I didn't even know there was such a thing, but I got the vote because I caused all this controversy and, and, it started a fact. He did a, he did a, you know, I'm going to do my own evaluation. And <laughs> he did a faculty evaluation and they had never had that before. Wow. So the faculty actually, but he did it in contrast to mine doing mine, which was the students saying, oh my God, he's so boring. Right. So, but wow. it was, this, it, it, this it, it, Eris, it, and this is you, Eris. This is me and Eris. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, but he, but he was right. It failed when I, when I left it done. Yeah. Well, and that that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, I, I feel like when we react and mm -hmm. we just lash, it doesn't have roots. It doesn't have sustainable energy behind it. Right. And that, that's what I, that's why I'm trying to make the point for any of us that are like actually wanting lasting change. It's like we have to d dive deeper than the reaction that just makes you lash. And not because that's bad, not because there's like a judgment around that. It's just mm -hmm. because it's not going to last. You know, it's not going to actually work the way that we want it to work. Right. So that's like finding that deeper impulse, finding it and letting that be the guide. So I'm glad this inspired lots of different stories. It's really yeah. good. But it's so, also like it did change things, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. it also, you know, it got me very clear, got him very clear. He wasn't happy, yeah. but, but yeah. what did he do? You know, he's the one that had to give me the award at graduation. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and it was for doing the course evaluation. So even though the course evaluation died, you know, in May, he had to go, here you go. You got your retribution. Well, I didn't get my retribution, <laughs> but you, there was a balancing, right? Yeah. And remember, yeah. there's ebbs and flows. So the whole idea is where can you make a difference? Where are you inspired to take action and make a difference? Mm -hmm. And of course, when I graduated, my father said to me, well, why don't you start a course evaluation business and run course evaluations? around the country. I'm like, do you have any idea how much work that is? Like, <laughs> I don't, I, it was blood and sweat and hours of work. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> but and, and, yeah. I, I mean, we know from the astrology that some of us are really the spark yes. for the change. Some of us are the implementers for the change. Some of us are the ones that are supposed to bring the change for the long haul. Yeah. So you may be like, Maybe that was just the spark, and may, and that did actually well, it open did, up a bunch of new things. It did consider, continue yeah. faculty evaluations, yeah. And the faculty got told, and of course now we have the internet where all the faculty are 
you know, they the students put it publicly on the internet about the classes and the faculty mm -hmm. and what they would like them or not. So, mm -hmm. you know, so it did, you know, but the idea of a course evaluation in 1975, 76, evaluating your teachers and saying what they were like, what right. kind of grading they did, what was the course, what was the workload in the course, mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, so you could make an informed decision before you signed up and plunked your money down. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have another question that came from the audience. I don't remember who asked it, mm -hmm. but are all planets at 14 degrees activated Yes, on some level? So if you look at your chart and you see any planets that are around 14 degrees, those are going to be activated. They're tied, in, they're tied into the moon and Uranus both in some form, some kind of act, aspect, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other aspects that you want to point out for this week? It sounds like the new moon is really like the... The, the big the trendsetter, but then we have the Mercury going retrograde, which is announcing. It's not retrograde. He's entering his shadow. Shadow, right. So, Anne, us. Yeah. So yes. in terms of the Mercury retrograde, you yeah. said that on the 7th, we're going to start to get the information about what this Mercury retrograde story is going to be for us. Yes. And that we need to look back at December 20th yes. to, to actually get some clues to that now. Is there anything yes. else in our chart that shows us where... The Mercury retrograde is going to be. Mercury retrograde is going to be in Libra. It's going to run from uh, 10 to 24. 10 to 24 Libra. Station at 24 and then go back. Okay. So it's going okay. back over those degrees. So mm -hmm. anything between 10 and 24 will be part of, you know, as, it, as Mercury stimulates those planets, they'll, they'll shoot in ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I'm looking at the chart, uh, Mercury's opposite Chiron. So that can be wounds. There can be wounds that words that wound on purpose, you know, mm. like people actually say it to be mean. And Venus trines Jupiter, which we talked about, that's a lot about, you know, finding the joy, finding the community, reconciling with people you haven't talked to in a while, you know, because Venus, Venus trine Jupiter is like, oh, you know, I really miss you. I want to get together. So, and of course, Mercury retrograde, a lot of times you hear from people you haven't heard from in a while, they go, you know, we haven't gotten together in a while. You're like, yeah, we haven't. So Mercury retrograde, you hear from your, I always call it your ghost, but you can hear from people you like too, you know, people that are friendly. And then Venus goes into Scorpio on the 10th and she will be there for, you know, the rest of the month. Mars trines Pluto today. Uh, Mars has a hard aspect with Eris in terms of asking us to adjust how we're going to take action based on that's we got annoyed with Eris and now we're being asked to take action. And we have Jupiter sextiling Eris, which says, yeah, that's an idea of how I want to do it. And then we have Pluto squaring Vesta offering us changes around our home. So those are all pretty easy, easy peasy kind of guys. Okay. So and the big are the new moon and the Venus going into Scorpio and Mercury entering its shadow. Okay. All right. And you just mentioned Eris, Juno, Ceres, and Vesta, four of the goddesses that you will be covering in our upcoming workshop. Yes. Which starts on Wednesday, September 9th. Thursday. I mean, Thursday, Thursday, September 9th. So for those of you interested in learning more about uh, asteroids like Eris, Juno, Ceres, Vesta, you won't want to miss this workshop that's coming up September 9th. It's a two-part workshop and it will be going through the goddesses and the asteroids. Mm -hmm. So Anne uses this a lot in the astrology that you hear on the weekly weather. If you have astrology in your pocket, you're hearing her, her reference these a lot. If you want to understand what they mean, and how to interpret them in your chart, and then open up sort of this world to thousands and thousands of asteroids that 
could have some really, really cool significance in your life, then you'll want to join us for that workshop. It's again, the next two thirds. So this Thursday, and then the following Thursday, and then we have live Q and A's on Mondays. So the live Q and A is after the Thursday, after the workshop, we will still have the weekly astrological weather. So we'll still be here for that. But then on that same day, you'd have a live Q and A. If you can't join it live, it's all recorded. Recordings are available within 24 hours of the live broadcast, and that is astrologyhub.com slash asteroids, astrologyhub.com slash asteroids. And if you don't know how to find the asteroids, your team made a lovely worksheet on how to find them. So. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to know, you're like, you're, I don't even know how to find them. How, how do I do that? You'll have worksheets on that. You'll have worksheets on what they, they mean. You'll have access to the slide decks, the transcripts. We, we give you all the goodies to make the learning as well-rounded as possible. So check that out. It's astrologyhub.com slash asteroids. And, you know, the asteroids are men too. There's like Icarus and fate. You know, there's all these different asteroids that are male too. So it's when you discover an asteroid, you get to name it. You know, we'll look where your Eros is and we'll see where your love button is. You know, we'll look at, they're really fun. So they give you a lot of extra information. I had one student, he, he was an Aries and he was so like, and sex. I'm like, I know. Look at Eros. So he would watch his Eros aspects and he would go out hunting. <laughs> it's the only word for it when Eros was active. And he said, I have to tell you, this Eros thing really worked. It sounds very, um, very specific. Like we've talked about this a lot. It's like it, yeah. there's all these like real subtle nuances, but they're very specific and they give you really specific, specific information in your chart. Uh, Christy mm-hmm. asked a question and we kind of covered this on the podcast last week. If you want to check out Ann and I did a podcast last week and they loved it because we got to we got to know you even better, like beyond just the, you know, doing the weather every week. It was, it was awesome. So you can check that out. It was called goddesses and other asteroids. And that was with Ann last week. If you want to learn more about what the asteroids. Are about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And if you want to um, hear more about Ann's approach to astrology, we, we got into that more, but Christy or no. Yeah. Christy's asking, do you think asteroids are from a planet exploding? There's a lot of theories that it was a planet that didn't form uh, because Jupiter is so big and it disrupted the gravitational flow. And then there's another whole group of people that think it's a planet that exploded because it's the asteroids are all found in a band between Mars and Jupiter. And of course, Mars is two and two years around the sun and Jupiter's 11 and a half to 12 years. So there's that section, which is pretty big. You know, if you think about where the planets are. So there's two theories of it. Yes, a planet exploded or a planet didn't form because Jupiter kept disrupting its, because Jupiter has gravity and it disrupted its gravity. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I wasn't here then, but it's on my <laughs> list of questions to ask when I pass over to the, the far nice. side. Nice. Who killed JFK? Who, you know, who killed the- Marilyn Monroe? Was there a planet that exploded or was it because Jupiter was just taken over the room? So, <laughs> nice. All right. I have, um, a, I have a list. I have a little list of things. I I'm love that. I love that. That's, that's a Virgo of you to have your little list. It's Virgo uh, me, yeah. Giovanna is saying, where can we find that podcast? So it's here on our Facebook page. It's also on our YouTube page. It can be a little bit easier to find on YouTube. And then it's also on any podcast player. So if you have iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play, it's listed there. But it's one of the most recent ones we did. So you'll we be able to find that pretty easy. Yeah. Last week. So. Yeah. Okay. So, Anne, the theme is around where my feminine is pissed off, which is giving, and I like to think of that um, like the lioness, you know, the, the lioness who's just going to protect 
those or the or the mama bear, you know, going to protect the cubs, going to do what they need to do to protect the home, the hearth. So where is that happening for you? And men have women planets in their chart, too. So they're feminine. It could be their woman is pissed off, but it's also be their feminine energy is pissed off, too. So we want to right. shout out to the men, too. It's not just women mad. It's but the feminine energies are hot. Right. Well, and that could be for the earth. And I had I was driving on the road yesterday and something happened actually where this like wound thing where you're saying like words that hurt on purpose came up for me. And I was driving, thinking about it and feeling all the emotions around it. And I turn a corner and there's this huge turtle, this sulcata. It's not a turtle. It was a tortoise, huge, like massive. What just walking down the road. And I was like, oh my God, this tortoise is going to get so hurt. So I called my love and he jumped in his truck and he drove down and he, he and this other man, two men, huge men, like strong men had to pick up this tortoise, put it in the back of the truck. Now we have this tortoise. We, first of all, if any of you know who this belongs to, please let me know. <laughs> Someone lost their gorgeous, like amazing tortoise. And, but I was just thinking of how like, quick it was to just like, we got to protect this animal. Like this animal is going to get hurt because it's on this like tiny little road with lots of wines. And it was just like, I didn't even have to think about it. Neither did my man. He just like jumped and he's like, let's get it. Let's take care of it. But now we don't know what to do with it because these things, they, we, we looked them up and they dig holes like 20 feet deep in the ground. And like they burrow their, the, they're not really meant to be pets. I don't think. I mean, it's like, we were, <laughs> we were reading about it and we're like, wow, this, this, this thing really wasn't meant to be a pet, but it's really interesting to um, just have those circumstances come up where like that protective instinct just goes, bam, like we need to protect the innocent. We need to protect what can't protect itself in this world. So I had that activated, but it was interesting how it was tied in literally right when I got news that someone said some mean things and I was feeling all these things. And then the turtle came and it was like, oh, wow, that's not turtle, tortoise. Fascinating. So anyways, okay, so we have, where is that feminine instinct, that instinct to protect, that instinct that says that is not right, that is unjust, and wants to cut, step forward and jump in. We're going to have an energy for that. Turtles are lunar animals. They have 13 plates on their back. So oh. it was definitely doing your emotional, helping you do emotional processing. It was. It showed up right at the, and it, it's so, like, interesting. Like the, mm -hmm. just the, the, the scales on the arms and the beautiful shell. And it was so scared because it didn't, you know, it didn't know what was happening. And, and all um, my man did was put his hand on its shell and it just went and just stopped. And it was like, oh, this is just, yeah, anyway, it was very magical, very magical. Okay. So if you know who it belongs to, I'm sure they're missing their beautiful, magical tortoise. So we also have this, the, the main themes of the week are around the new moon, Mercury, and uh, Venus and Scorpio. This is a time where we're going to be called to step in and care for people or, or, or things. We're going to be called to step in and take care and for the highest good of the community, right? We're going to be finding out what Mercury retrograde is going to be bringing for us during this Mercury retrograde cycle. Asking questions like, what do I want to partner with to make my community better? It, the work, so that also there's work, you know, reflective work on last week. What fired you up? Figure out what it was and what you're going to do about it. You said it's a loaded new moon. Look at where 14 degrees Virgo is. That'll show you what's activated. Venus going into Scorpio. 
The feminine energy is riled. Where are you being asked to take care of something? Again, so this is like the major theme. I've written this down like five different places. In different <laughs> and then and then what's the plan? We have good closing aspects this week. So we All have right. yep. yeah, so we have some like harmonious energy for sure. Yep. Yep. And what else do we have? You may want to reconcile with your family. Maybe not. If you feel neutral about it, if you no longer feel riled or angry, it may be that you are moving on or that there's mm -hmm. just peace there. Um, but if you feel anger that there may be like some things you need to continue to address or face or resolve. Is that the word process? process. I, I think of it as process. I'm always yeah. like, you know, when you, when you get to neutral, you're, you're really done with it. You know, when you're yeah. still like, yeah. there's something in there that you haven't let go of yet, you know? So right. I know I've been working on letting go of something and I go, rah, 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 and I'm like, Oh my God, you, you really, a lot of you in there. You're like, come on, come on out, come on out. Cause I would like it to leave, but it's, and yeah, so you yeah. have to kind of go, all right, come on back, come up again. Let's talk about it again. You know, <laughs> and you yeah. have that internal dialogue. And sometimes, you know, you want to be mad. Mad yeah. helps leave. Mad helps you change the situation. I'm not, anger is always a secondary emotion, but it does cause us to take action. Watch where you're a little riled and then say, yeah, I'm a little riled about that. What, what, what can I actually do about that? Mm-hmm. Happy Hippie uh, 111 is asking, is there a discount for Inner Circle members for Asteroid class? Thank yes. you so much for reminding me. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. It's in your membership portal. You also were given the code in an email, but yes, yes, yes. And thank you. I always forget to say that. So always remind me, please, Inner Circle members. Okay. And this is a great week to do lots of rituals. Someone was asking, like, can you give an example of a ritual? I mean what I do or what yeah um, or just like give an example some some people are new to ritual so oh, it's like it's a Virgo moon right so Virgo moon is little stuff you know kind of little things movable things so what I usually do with the Virgo moon is I I have a little altar I set up I light a candle I put a little water and a little earth and a little air the, the different directions kind of set the altar up and then I for Virgo moons I like putting beans and seeds and rice and um you know, small little grains, because Virgo is the sign of the harvest in the grains. And then I sit there and meditate. It's going to sound a little weird. I have a, I have a copper bowl. I put them all in the copper bowl, and then I run my hands through the seeds. And I, you know, you pull. You know how when you're running your hands through seeds or beans or, you know, you pull them up and you drop it and you play with it and you kind of think about, well, what is it I'm really trying to create? What am I, you know, what what am I going to make with the with the millet, with the beans, with the seeds, with the grain, with the rice, even a little pasta, you know, those little orchettos. And I kind of play with it. And I use that as a mind, you know, using your hands helps you, Mercury, Virgo rules hands. So I, it's a physical skill, you know, kind of physical. And then I usually go out and I plant them. And I, I just saw a really cute thing on Facebook with all of these stone fruits you know when you eat fruit now we're in stone fruit season peaches and nectarines mm -hmm. and they had all these seeds you know stone and they were like take them and scatter them in the woods and i'm like oh what a great idea you know you make a baby tree so i like to use the virgo the the grains and stuff to kind of work with it and i just meditate and pray and think about what i want to bring in and then i usually write it down because i find that helps ground it a little bit for me i like to write what what i want to bring in on each moon so and okay. that and that's it, you know. And you just kind of, you know, it's like a prayer. It's like when you meditate, it's not hard. You can build your own because this is an Earth Moon. I tend to do Earth things. Sometimes people, mm -hmm. I have a friend who does it with crystals. You know, she gets her crystals out and makes a crystal grid, you know, of intention. Other people just play with their crystals because it's about 
the earth and how the earth works. Some people get dirt and play with dirt and plant something in it. It's think of it, or, you know, you might say, I'm going to plant a tree, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm going to plant a tree and grow, grow a, a tree as an act of hope, you know? So think about what symbolically you want to do and then find something that supports it. Wow. That's really cool. Great suggestions there. I'm so glad that you asked. I, again, I didn't write the name down. Yes, yeah, so it's a really good question. And I love that you got so specific on how to do it. Any Inner Circle members, we are having our new moon ceremony today. So we'll be doing ritual with Ari Moshi Wolf. Um, and he's actually going to serenade us. He he sang for us last week. It's it's always so amazing when the, a lot of astrologers are very musical, I've noticed. And so when they bring, go ahead. What, what were you going to say? They often have they often have a strong Aquarian, which is a musical gift. Yes, musical and, man. Yeah. And I think too, like looking at charts, and there, there's that harmony in it. There's the hum. There's the vibration, and I, I just think they're attuned to that a lot of times. So he's going to be um, serenading us today, or you know, actually playing the guitar and singing. So looking forward to that. And hopefully, any of you inner circle members can join us. If not, again, the recording will be available within 24 hours, and we have all week to do our rituals this week. So that's good. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so no. much. I feel really ready. I hope all of you do too. We, it, so it, in terms of intensity, it doesn't I mean it sounds like a little more balanced than usual. Well, it, it's a it's a more productive. It's a productive week, productive. but it's fueled, it's fueled by all the stuff from you know before. So right, you know, depending on how you process that or what you did, right now now it's productive. It's it's mm -hmm. got a real productive. It's Girl Scout, Boy Scout, Mary right. Poppins, Virgos or nannies. We clean up the nursery. What do we? Spit spot. Yeah. What do we have to do? So watch Mary know. Poppins and how she Mary would. Mary Poppins is so just, great. Yeah, she would just do stuff. She's magic. And she, Virgo is magic. Virgo has got a magical quality. She, she's magic. And she's so um, she's so sure in herself. And she's mm -hmm. just so like uniquely herself. She doesn't care what anybody else thinks about her. She just shows up and does her thing and then leaves. <laughs> like she just makes everything better and then leaves. And she's yeah, it, it's it's a delightful movie. I yeah. thankfully have two little girls, so I've gotten to watch a lot of Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a question from Stephanie, how do we get in the inner circle? Stephanie, we mm -hmm. open the inner circle twice a year. Look for our open that will happen again in December. So that'll be coming up this December and we'd love to have you in there. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of our community. And thank you, as always, for making astrology a part of your life. Mm -hmm. Enjoy this new moon. Enjoy the week ahead. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed this big astrology hug for you today. Thanks, Anne. Big All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hi there. This is Amanda from Astrology Hub, and I have some exciting news to share with you. Our beloved Anne Ortley is offering a series of workshops on the myth, magic, and power of the goddesses and asteroids in your chart, and you're invited to join. If you're curious about how to interpret the impact of asteroids like Eris, Juno, Ceres, and Athena, as well as the other thousands of asteroids in the sky, you're going to love this workshop. It's happening live in September, and you get access to the recordings and course materials for life. Go to astrologyhub.com slash asteroids to learn more and join us today. That's astrologyhub.com slash asteroids.